Greetings, ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out. Space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Now, let me explain. Written by Apophis Pegasus. General Vrax, let me explain. Implored the human ambassador to the Galactic Sector 8612. A tense look on his thin features as he addressed the decidedly unamused face of one of his vidscreens. Explain what, human? thundered the Jillian general, lobes quivering in fury. You shot down our missiles intended for Krizia. Yes, about that. Terribly sorry, said the ambassador. It's just that the embassy on Krizia gave us a ring and felt very unsafe about this whole missile business. We saw a couple were falling close to the embassy, so we had to make matters into our own hands. For their safety, of course. The Jidian general glowered at the human. One of the lobes glowed purple, drawing a number of interested, though subtle, looks from the humans on the other end of the line. Ambassador included. Very well. We will endeavor to not target near your embassy. Many thanks, general, beamed the ambassador with a slight bow. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have another call on the line. Pressing the button, the human turned to see a snarling face of a Krezian looking down at him from the vidscreen. Human, I would have words with you. Why, hello, Supreme Commander Zren, said the human. What can I do for you? You shot down our missiles to the Jidian. Explain yourself. Yes, uh, about that, uh, terribly sorry. The technician, out of sight of the vidscreen, tittered, only to be lightly smacked upside the head by his superior, suppressing a smile himself, as they both watched the ambassador. It's just that our embassy on Jedia gave us a call, and felt terribly unsafe about this whole situation. We saw a couple of your missiles heading and uncomfortably close to our embassy building, so we decided to take care of the problem, for their safety of course. Zren growled deep in their throat, the quills rising up on her neck. Fine, we'll do our best to aim elsewhere. How profoundest appreciations, madame, exclaimed the human. Good luck with the war effort. Before he could finish, the bit screen cut off, leaving him only with his smiling reflection in the black glass. <laughs> muttered the ambassador. Two souls standard weeks later. What did you do? thundered the Julian general. Rax, I can't apologize enough. You disabled our power grid at all, just near the command launch base, and thousands of miles around it. We are defenseless against the Krezians. I think we got them to actually speak of the devil. What in the name of the great spirits did you do, human? Zren, madame, please. You disabled our offense grid. By accident, how does one emit a solar system-wide EMP pulse by accident for ancestors' sake? Funny you should ask that, Vrax. Apparently, one of our engineers was eating a sandwich by our power core. It seems a piece of salami dropped into the singularity. You can't be serious. Oh, I am, Zren. This is serious business. He's getting written up and everything. 
The two aliens glowered at him and at each other, but mostly at him. Then, in unison, they muttered a long string of local expletives and signed off. A fraction of a second later, the whole communications room broke into hysterics. All right, all right, the ambassador laughed, wiping tears from his eyes. What's next? The technician looked at the list in front of him. The asteroid should be on the solar system momentarily, sir. Good, good, beamed the ambassador. I give them the month before they peace steal tops. Any takers? There were no takers. End of story. Story number two. Unexpected strike event. The intrasystem trader Stone Cold was sitting in orbit. The captain had declared that a human engineer would be working on the systems and was now at the required two light minute minimum from an inhabited planet. As per the regs, he had left his crew behind. He would have preferred to stay on the planet himself, but the rules forbid unsupervised human engineering. He had no idea what the humans were doing, even after the engineer had carefully explained it. That bothered him. Just not enough to do anything about it, but it was a common complaint amongst the captains. Tell that to the shareholders, all they saw was the money that they saved. Outside the ship, two men were watching things go very, very wrong. Do we have a drill for this? asked his apprentice, his sister's boy. Nice lad, but slow, but made the tea. Half the ship was floating away, heading towards the local sun. The engineer gave a hollow laugh. We have a drill for everything. This is an unexpected strike event, and the drill is right, your will and discover God. The ship is fricked. The meteor had arrived suddenly and fast. Since the universe hated engineers, it had struck just as his apprentice had disabled the scanner arranged shields for repairs. It had probably been on this path for a million years, never bothering anyone, unnoticed in the dark, until fate put the ship in its way. The cargo and supply compartments had been shattered. The engine suddenly sent freewheeling into space. Shields and weapons and life support were dead or dying. The ship's doors had sealed off the damage, but you can't repair what isn't there. The engineer shook himself. This was merely the start. If he wanted a safe job, he could have stayed at home and kept his hands clean. Anyway, he had to save the boy. His sister would kill him if they died out here. Adam, go and crack the comms. Use the backup and start calling for help. I need to talk to the captain. Captain Matty was a sentient silicon species. It didn't panic about being exposed to space, at least not as much as its organic crew. Privately, it thought they should stay on the ground. If space was going to kill you, why fly about in it? The engineer arrived, time to see what this famed human skill could do about this mess. Well, Engineer Peterson, would you like to explain why half of the ship is missing? What exactly did you do? The universe decided to sucker punch us. The array and shields were down for repairs, as you know, since you authorized it. We lost cargo, supplies, and engines, also most of the atmosphere. I know that doesn't really matter to you, but me and the boy need it. He's calling for help now. The captain called comms. Apprentice Adam, have you had any success? Sorry, Captain, I can only activate the collision warning. Nothing else is working at the moment. I need help down here. The last statement had a certain tone that the Captain recognized as human emotion. 
worried. His own species tended to feel emotions only on an annual basis. They had never really got the hang of the organic sheer range of the feelings. Perhaps they made sense to a species that had been both predator and prey. His people had never been either. I believe your apprentice needs you. Keep me informed. Two light minutes away, one of the orbital controllers noticed the collision alert. He cross-checked it with his known ships in the system and identified it as the Stone Cold, a trader ship under repair of the humans. Ah, that's what you get for allowing those annoying apes to play with your equipment. He turned his satellites to watch the disaster unfold. The surviving part of the ship was now completely dark, nothing but automatic beeping from the collision alert. What the controller found was an engine tumbling towards the sun, followed by streams of debris and a cargo and supply compartments. Jumping to conclusions, the controller announced that the stone cold had been lost with all hands and was currently falling into the sun. On the planet, the crew of the stone cold were told the news. Most of them were the same species as the captain and reacted stoically. A brief moment of mourning and off to find a new ship. One of them was different. One of the crew had been a refugee, once rescued by a human ship. He remembered the hazard junkie. He remembered when the humans came for him, saved him. He remembered sitting in the dark, buried, forgotten, and waiting to die. If someone was still out there, they would be feeling the same. He shivered with the memory. Then he went back to his room and began searching. Success, he made a call. Captain Middleton here. I'm told you were looking for me. The captain took down the detail. Sounded like a dead loss to him. Ship broke. Ship fell into sun. Frick all for him to do about it. Then he discovered that the controllers were already blaming the humans, warning that this is what happened when you hire Xeno Engineer. Screw that. We're going to go on a search, lads. Gear up. He didn't expect to find survivors, but he might find answers. The stone cold was spinning in space, unpowered and dark. It was now far from its original course, settling into a terminal orbit of the sun. Adam, cut the transmissions. We might need the power. No one's coming. His apprentice was, all things considered, pretty calm, waiting for him to fix this. I need to check what we have. Stay here, in case anyone calls. He was lying. He just needed to walk. There was nothing to fix. His spares were on the way towards the sun, and the ship was surviving on a couple solar panels that he'd stolen from the biology lab. He found the captain in place on the bridge. Part of him was annoyed that the creature wasn't panicking. No emotions like the rest of them. They measured their life in half-lives, not quite immortal, but close enough. Good crew, but, um, by his estimation, boring as hell. He knew the captain regarded humans as a sort of firework, bright, exciting, and uh, soon gone. Captain, we are nearly out of power. I reckon we hit the sun early next week. We, me and the boy, won't last that long without atmosphere. I suggest you bail out before we get any closer. Engineer Peterson, I do not intend to spend my life orbiting the sun. You have any better ideas? Not at the moment. I'll let you know. Adam sounded excited when he tracked down the engineer. Boss, there's a human ship. It's a rescue and recovery. They're looking for us. You need to listen. The broadcast was short and looping. Attention, Stone Cold. This is the RR has a junkie. We are in the system and searching. Please relay your position. Attention, Stone Cold. This is the... 
It should have been the best news ever. It should have been. But of course, tumbling in the dark, no one was going to find them quickly. Maybe when they got closer to the sun and began to melt, not helping. How much power have we? Adam asked. Enough to call out, and they may be twenty meters away. I sent the power to life support. I need to go talk to the captain. He moved quickly to the bridge. Captain, I have some questions. Our lives may depend on the answers. From what I understand, you and your people are bored with the central radioactive core that powers you for life. Is that right? Well, sort of. We can ingest more over time, extending our lifespan. I am currently capable of surviving several thousand rotations as I am. Don't worry. I will remember you. The engineer flinched. I don't want to be remembered for crashing a ship. I want to know if you can express that energy in any useful way. The captain, finally surprised by the human, I don't know how useful I can be. I can absorb and deflect most energies. We are built for that, at least. What followed was the most intense conversation the captain had ever been involved in. Despite every reservation, he finally agreed. The captain floated in space, observing at the damage of his ship. Even if this worked, it was going to take a while to repair. Adam, this is the oldest distress call by humankind. A waste of time for anyone else. This is the last of our power. If it doesn't work, then I'll see you on the other side. Yes, boss. It'll work, though. It has to. The engineer began shooting at his captain. The hazard was quartering the grid, searching for anything. The debris matched a meteor strike on an unshielded ship. Well, that's why the ship was out here, safety away from occupied space. Looked like a lot of bad luck. So much for blaming the engineer. It was a controller that designated repair space. Maybe that was why they wanted to blame the human. Human lawyers were nearly as feared as human engineers. Captain Middleton, I have an anomaly. Show me. A strange pulse was emitting from the dark, close enough to be related to the wreck, but far enough to be easily missed. Captain Middleton listened. It sounded familiar, like something he should know. He found himself tapping on the console. Track that and take us in. The closer he got, the more familiar it sounded. What the freck was it? It was his comms officer who finally realized. Crap, I mean, sir, that's SOS. In Morse code, for God's sake. It's human and it needs help. I heard it in training film years ago. When the hazard arrived and spotted the ship, they watched as the most half-assed laser that they'd ever seen hit an object in space. Every time the laser struck the object, it pulsed magnified to create a signal that had followed. The pulse was short, 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 long, 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 short, 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 pause, and begin again. The hazard recovered the two humans quickly, and the last gasp of the atmosphere. The captain went to meet the new guests. Congratulations, engineer. Have no idea how you did that, but how many were lost? The engineer spoke quickly. My captain is floating about out there. Can you please go and get him? Middleton was a bit confused. You mean he abandoned ship and left you? The engineer looked outraged. Captain, that's what we were shooting at. He saved us. Please bring him in. It took quite a while to get the full story. A quirk of the captain's biology, or geology, had been enough to turn a piss-poor laser blast into a system-wide pulse. The captain of the Stone Cold had recovered with, as he put it, sunburn. The ship was allowed to fall into the sun, damaged beyond recovery. 
He had been delighted to learn that this planet was at fault and he would be getting a new ship. So many emotions at the same month, he felt positively childish. They sat and watched until it was gone. Adam, for the love of anything holy, find me a cup of tea. Yes, boss. Oh, mum's calling. She wants to talk to you. Ah, crap. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.